Warning! What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand the world. Made the iPad jump. No. Anyways, hey, how how we doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Sometimes I ask you questions. Yeah, you do. I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay, lay it on me. That's all right. I don't know. If, well, if you can answer this one, then I'll just stop the podcast. Okay. What is a jumby? Um, like a jelly bean meets Gumby. Okay, perfect. I can continue the podcast. Okay. <laughs> What if I was like, that's exactly what it is. Uh, All right, well, we're, yeah, we're in fear. And has, I had his whole winding road to get us to describe the No? Yeah, that would have been. Nailed it. Yeah. Done. All right, guys, stay spooky. <laughs> Episode ends. Done. All right, but now what is a jumbie? Well, a jumbie is the regional classification found in many Caribbean countries, as well as Colombia and Venezuela. Venezuela. Oh. Wow. Anyways, just roll yep. with that. Venezuela. For what you and I may simply call a demon. Okay. It is believed that a jumbie was once human, but after their death, since they were wicked in life, they become a tool for evil and an agent for the devil. Yeah, you're going to try to tell me that's not a jelly bean and Gumby together. That's something evil. It's an it's an agent for the devil. Yes. <laughs> And it wants to get inside people. Well, yeah. That's what a demon wants to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Possess people? Yeah. And that's why uh, Jelly yeah, Bean what, Gumby is going to... Isn't that Jelly Bean Gumby wants to do? Yeah. Is it like a trait or is it like, a, like Gumby as a person? A uh, person. Like a sentient, sentient. Gumby? Yeah. Person. person, but made of jelly beans? Right. Oh, my God. Eat me. And then, <laughs> wow. Now, that's all I want to talk about now. All right. So, Jelly Bean right, Gumby I mean, is walking down the street. Does, does he want people to, like, take a bite out of him? I don't know. He just reeks of evil. Oh, he's got furrowed eyebrows. He's not oh, happy yeah, he's about mean. everyone having a good time. Yeah, he hates fun. He wants to make things terrible. He hates fun. He hates fun. Well, even though their origins lie within humanity, hmm. these jumbies, they don't look like ghosts. And like when you picture a ghost, you know, foggy, hazy, you know, like white, yeah, specter, like a phantom, because yeah. again, they are demonic. Right. Now... Science argues that ghosts are still human energy. Mm-hmm. But again, these things, the jumbie, are demonic. So it's said that they cast a dark, shadowy figure. I mean, you know, demons. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, the characteristics um, that make up the jumbie reflects the many cultures that were formed from the fusion of local African and European beliefs because of the horribleness that was the slave trade. Mm-hmm. The cultures mingled, mm-hmm. instigated by, you know, the slave trade. Right. Now, depending on the region, sometimes a jumbie could be a protecting spirit. Sometimes it takes a twist. I mean, demonic, supernatural being. Uh-huh. It's like a, can be a blanket term. As is the case in Trinidad and Trabado. Now, in Jamaica and Barbados... A jumbie can also be called a duppy. Another term for a demon, ghost, spirit, spectral entity. Mm -hmm. Now, like any demonic or supernatural being, they can get up to different stuff. From Wikipedia. In the folk religion of Monstrat, a uh, British overseas territory. I probably pronounced Monstrat wrong. It's on me. That's my bad. A British overseas territory in the Caribbean. Caribbean? Caribbean. I never know. A- Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. 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 Who cares? Anyways, a jumbie is a ghost or spirit. <laughs> yeah, who cares is the best response. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, whatever. Who cares? 
Hey, what's the proper way to say this? Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, I'm not boy. a word doctor. Yeah, you're not a word doctor. No. Um, jumbies are said to possess people during ceremonies called jumbie dances, which are accompanied by jumbie drums. Four couples perform a set of five progressively quicker quadrilles. Quadrillas? Quadrillas? It's a drum. What's a drum term that my iPad may have autocorrected to be uh, terrible? Um, I don't know. Anything sound uh, familiar? Quad. No, not that I can think okay. of. Okay. Quicker quad. Because I just took this from Wikipedia. Man, this is a, we're after a great yeah. start here. I don't know what words mean. That's on me. But anyways, during the jumby dance, switching out with other couples until someone is eventually possessed by a jumby. So to me, that sounds like. Demon hot potato. Yeah. Demon hot potato. Which maybe something fun to do at a party, maybe not. I just just Googled it. It was a quadrille is a type of dance. Okay, so it's the type of dance that's quicker. I thought it might have been like a had to do with the with the drums or a percussion type thing. I didn't know. Demon hot potato, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kinda of what I was thinking. Because it sounds like demon hot potato. Yeah, he just runs around. Which might be something fun to do. It yeah. goes from time. one body to the other. Hey, we summoned a demon. It keeps right, going. When the dance ends, you get to be the demon. Wait, yeah. why? When the music ends. Yep. All right, enjoy your life as a vessel for a demon. Now, Jumbies receive numerous small offerings from monsterations, such as a few drops of rum or food. Jumbies like rum. They're also the subject of numerous superstitions. It is believed that the spirit separates from the body three days after death, at which point the havoc begins. Jumbies are believed to have the ability to shapeshift, usually taking the form of a dog, pig, or more likely, a cat. Hmm. Of course. Typical. So I'm going to talk to you about, again, there was a lot of different religions and different mixtures that happened between the cultures that were forced to live amongst each other and fused together. Mm-hmm. Um are you familiar with the religion of Obeah? Uh, or Obeah? I don't think so. Yeah, it's a form of this was this was I took this quote because I liked how it summed up. Okay. Um, Obeah, a form of mystical wizardry that encompasses traditional African beliefs and Western European, bless you, primarily Angelican images and beliefs concerning the dead, and they believe in the concept of jumbies. Okay. But mystical wizardry. I like the sounds of that. Now, as I am not an expert um, in this field, I'm going to continue leaning against Wikipedia and read you some more excerpts to give you a broad information on this subject and these religions. A little history about what's kind of going on here because... Yeah, painting with broad strokes I'm not going to put this into my own words because I might put it into the wrong words. So Wikipedia did. It's on Wikipedia. Mm Mm-hmm. Obey is similar to other African diaspora religions such as Palo, Haitian voodoo, Santeria, and hoodoo in that it includes communication with ancestors and spirits and healing rituals. Mm-hmm. How do you like that combination of those types of things? Uh, it's pretty good. I feel like when those get combined, some fun stuff typically happens. <coughs> For a second, I thought you were just coming, you dabble in hoodoo. Uh, no, I, I don't dabble. I dabble in Santeria. Zach, when did this start? Well, I don't practice Santeria. No. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for a second, I was going to say you don't. I was yeah. like, no. Mm-mm. Whenever we talk about Santeria. I don't practice it. Hey, there's no choice. Nope. There's no choice. Right. All right. So nevertheless, it differs from religions like voodoo and Santeria in that there is no explicit canon of gods or deities that is worshipped. And the practice is generally an individual action rather than part of a collective ceremony or offering. Mm-hmm. It's a little more low key, not quite as, you know, not, there's not quite a hierarchy. Okay. According to some early colonial accounts, Obia differed from Mile. It's another religion in the area that Obeya was viewed as nefarious, while Mile was a more positive influence. So let's take a little side diversion into what about the Mile religion? Well, the practice of Mile as a spirit possession originated in Jamaica. It derived from the Congo religion. It was once theorized to be of Akan origin because of its popularity with Akan slaves. However, however, Mile was also popular with Congo slaves. So... Not quite sure where it came from, and we know where because I mean, basically, the uh, the white people don't quite know where it comes from, but 
but everyone practicing it knows where it comes from. Mile was tolerated by slave owners because of its position against Obia. Okay. And they don't like Obia. Hmm. They don't like the mystical wizardry. So they'll support this one over the other one. Mileism resulted from the cooperation of ethnically diverse African slaves. At first, the practices of Obaya and Mile were not distinguished, but over time, Mile men involved in spirit possession became involved with Jamaican native Baptist churches and incorporated Mile rituals into them. Over time, these Mile-influenced churches began preaching the importance of baptisms and the eradication of Obaya, thus separating the two religions and the two traditions. So Mile becomes more Christian-based, more Baptisty, hmm. which of course tends to make the uh, the white people more acceptable of this over what Obai is up to. Okay. Now, over fears of slave revolts and retaliations, women who were accused of trying to poison their masters were accused of getting these poisons from Obeyamen. Laws were enacted limiting the practices of Obeyamen and criminalizes the possession of certain substances after the largest slave uprising in the British-controlled Caribbean, which was Tacky's Rebellion. After the rebellion's leaders had consulted with Obeya men who sought to give them courage, solidarity, and spiritual protection. So when they get wind of this religion being part of a slave revolt, they're like, nah, we don't like this Mm -hmm. even more. Not a fan. The outlawing of the religion was an attempt to stomp out any possible resistance to the rule of Caribbean's colonial oppressors, and in some territories would be associated with other African religions in general, such as Mayo to further restrict the slaves' indigenous customs. Okay. But again, Mile began merging with Baptist traditions, but Obaya would go on to have a connotation with evil. Just hmm. stuck around. You hear it? You think it's evil. During the conflict between Mile and Obaya, the Mile men positioned themselves again as the good opponents to evil Obaya. <clears throat> or Obaya. Either or. They claimed that the Obeya men stole people's shadows, and they set themselves up as the helpers of those who wished to have their shadows restored. Mile men contacted spirits in order to expose the evil works they ascribed to the Obeya men and led public parades, which resulted in crowd hysteria that endangered violent antagonism against the Obeya men. I mean, we're talking about witch hunts right now. Yeah. It's witch hunting. Yeah. Basically. Basically. It, well, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, the public discovery of buried Obeya charms presumed to be of evil intent led on more than one occasion to violence against the rival Obeya practitioners. So now we're just finding things, saying that they're Obeya, and we're taking care of these people who these supposedly belong to. Taking It's bad stuff. Taking care of them. Taking care like, of them. Uh, getting them a nice meal, putting them to bed, um, getting some good sleep. It could be a form of sleep. Oh, like a, Not when I would. Okay. Like a big sleep? Condone or support. The big sleep. Ah, the big bad sleep. Such conflicts between supposedly good and evil spiritual work could sometimes be found within plantation communities. In one 1821 case brought before court in Berbice, or Berbice, a lot of things I can't pronounce, mm-hmm. an enslaved woman named Madeline allegedly died as a result of being accused of malevolent obeah that caused the drivers at this specific, uh, specific plantation to fall ill. So now they're accusing people of doing curses. Uh-huh. The man implicated in her death, a spiritual worker named Willem, conducted an illegal Minji Mama dance to divine the source of the Obaya. After she was chosen as a suspect, she was tortured to death. Oh. Well, that's nice. Witch hunts. <laughs> uh-huh. Or the Caribbean? Caribbean. 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 Caribbean Caribbean witch hunts. Now, again, I am not and do not pretend to be an expert on the specific history of the Caribbean. Caribbean. But colonialism and the persecution of practitioners of specific religions are very much bad. Witch hunts are and will forever be bad. Yeah. But from religions such as Obeya came the Jumbi. Demon, spirit, sometimes okay, but most of the times, you know, bad news. And using their religion to interpret the world around them, the locals looked at a specific tree and called it 
the jumbie tree. Okay. What tree is the jumbie tree? Uh, it's a rhetorical question, but if you know. Okay. The silk cotton tree. Okay. Now, it was believed that this tree could move about and consort with one another as if they could discuss business. Tree business. Like the ants? Yeah. Like the Lord of the Rings trees? Yeah. Yep. Basically, it's kind of what they imagined. Huh. Okay. They believe these trees had a resi- residential, I was going to say residual, but residential spirit. And often associated these trees with the souls of the dead who may or may not be living within its branches. Okay. Tree spirits. Tree spirits. Now, excuse me, here's a little history about British governors. There's a lot of those because, because. they were a colonial empire. Yep, pretty big. And they governed their little colonial territories. Mm-hmm. One of your governor, Sir Thomas uh, Pinkton. Pinkton? Ah, I'm a bad at this. Known as the tyrant of Trinidad and blood-soaked governor because, again, those are cool nicknames that a good guy has, right? Yeah, that's probably Good fine. guys have those nicknames, yeah. right? I mean, being covered in Not blood. Not a colonial monster. Right, yeah. Being covered in blood is probably a good there's a good way that that could happen yeah like oh, i'm soaked in oh dude you won the game oh yeah you're soaked yeah, in blood gator, yeah. they, just, they just dump blood all over you yeah <laughs> you win mm-hmm. oh yeah oh no bad yeah where did the blood come from yeah it's still bad where did all the blood come from he's not great he's actually less he's than great probably pretty very bad. terrible yeah like most colonials would um yeah like most colonials uh-huh. He would cut down trees. So people such as the Obeya, Hoodoo, and Voodoo practitioners would stop gathering near them and practicing their, quote, native arts. So they were gathering places. We don't want them gathering. Okay. So let's just cut down all the trees. Yeah. Now, Thomas died at the Battle of Waterloo, Waterloo uh-huh. in 1815. And it is said that after he was vanquished, his soul became trapped in a silk cotton tree for the rest of eternity. All right. Rumor has it, it's a mean, it's a nasty tree, allegedly. Rumor has it, another nefarious fiend had a hand in imprisoning him there. Hmm. Okay. Interesting, just throwing that out there. Maybe I'll get back to it. Uh, Many colonials um, had stories where um, the colonies had stories where colonial rulers would force a slave to bury treasure at the base of these okay. silk trees. So you had bad guys. Burying treasure. Bury this by yeah. that tree. Then after the slave buried the tree, buried the they'd treasure. kill the slave, trapping his soul in the tree to scare off those who would hunt for the treasure. Yeah, that's not great. Don't like that. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, so, so haunted tree... Uh, protecting buried treasure, right? Because right? not only are you tortured as you're alive, then you get your soul stuck in the tree just to yell about this treasure. Yeah, that sounds bad. Mm. Obeymen were said to, after driving a nail into a silk cotton tree, they would cast a spell, sucking someone's soul out of their body and imprisoning them in the tree. Hmm. Okay. Now, in general, these trees are believed, kind of getting the gist, they house spirits. Jumbies or duppies, and if you cut one of these bad boys down, because they also act as prisons, you would release these monsters upon the earth. It's probably not good. Superstition uh, state that believers refuse to cut them down because they do not want to release the jumbies or the duppies or any kind of hell on earth that is trapped in a tree. That's fair. So maybe just let it grow. Yeah, I just looked up the trees. They're pretty gnarly looking. Aren't they? Yeah, big root systems. Yeah. Kind of twisting and knotted or curvy. Yeah, all right. So how exactly did this story get started? How did this legend begin? The legend of the Jumpy Tree. Well, like any good story, it begins with a demon. As they do. Some of my favorite stories begin with demons. Yeah, lots of good ones. You could even say a devil, for he was an especially nasty demon. Mm-hmm. Maybe even the devil himself. Or at least the locals felt that way. Mm-hmm. He was patrolling the village of coal mine outside 
Sangre Grande, causing old men to die at his leisure. His name was Basil. One sly carpenter decided he wasn't going to let Basil take him or anyone else ever again. His name was Papa Lee Boyce. Okay. All right. Now, I found this story in several places um, on the internet, mm-hmm. but one of my favorite retellings was a comment on r slash no sleep. I do like no sleep. So I'm going to read from that comment posted by okay. Cold Breeze. Cold is spelled with a K. Sure it is. All right. So again, there's a sly carpenter and a demon named Basil. So a disproportionately large number of old villagers were dying. The rumored cause of this was Basil, who was roaming about and taking souls at his whim. Papale Boyce, who was a very clever man, decided he had to put an end to this as he wasn't a spring chicken himself. Who knew when it would be his turn at bat? Okay. He wasn't ready to go, not yet. He wanted to live for a couple of centuries and see how the world would grow and evolve. So he came up with a plan and set about it the very next day with enthusiasm. Mm, gusto. In the wee hours of the morning, right before twilight, he gathered up all the tools he could carry and set off deep into the forest. He walked for hours, searching until he found the perfect tree. It was massive, easily the biggest tree on the island. He named it the Castle of the Devil. That's a good name. He quickly began his work, etching into the bark the area that would be the doorway. When that was completed, he chiseled into the massive trunk itself, hollowing out an enormous room that could easily fit a family of four and still have space. When darkness fell, Papale Boyce returned home, exceptionally tired, yet content. The next day, he returned to the tree with his tools. In the ceiling, he carved out a hole, and from there, he continued carving up into the tree. He carved out room after room, one atop the other, each as massive as the one below it, all connected by a winding staircase that he built out of the wood of the tree itself. Okay. All right, so he builds this tree, and each uh-huh. night he works hard, takes care of business, okay? Uh-huh. So he knows Basil, 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 however you'd like to pronounce this monster's name. It's killing old people. Mm-hmm. Eventually he's going to come for him. So, less than a year later, Basil came calling for him. He spoke to him in a gruff voice, telling him that he was there to reap his soul. It's quite a statement. Yeah, that doesn't sound good for him. Papale Boy said that he was ready, but he wanted to show Basil something first. Basil, before you take me into the endless graveyard, I want to show you and only you something. As you know, I've spent my entire life as a carpenter. Well, I found the biggest tree on the island, deep in the forest, and I made a house inside of it. It is my magnum opus. I want, nay, need you to see it. Basil, as prideful as he is, again, what good demon is not prideful? All the good ones are. It's like a They're very characteristic. They're, yeah. They like it. They're it's, like they're th- it's like their thing. It's, it's yeah. almost like their leader descended yep. into hell because of his prideful nature and mm-hmm. rules a bunch of dicks. Something Depending like on that. your point of view. Yep. So Basil, as prideful as he is, decided that he had to see the work. So they went deep into the forest together. Imagine going to kill a guy. He's like, I want to show you my treehouse. Like, all right. Sure, yeah, let's I'll check it out. Hit you on the back of the head with a hammer when we get there. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he decided that he had to see the work. So they went deep into the forest, walking for hours until they came to the tree. When Basil laid eyes upon it, he was in awe. Basil, you see that door? That door opens into the ground floor you'll see a winding staircase that goes up into the tree. There are seven floors inside the castle, and the seventh floor is the secret chamber. It holds a dark and powerful secret there. None are allowed to enter that room except I, the builder of this silk cotton castle. Basil was undeniably impressed and very badly wanted to claim it as his own. Dude, this treehouse is awesome. Yeah. I'm going to own it. Oh, yeah. All right. But he had to mask his anxiousness. Papale Boy, sensing this, invited him inside to take a tour. Floor by floor, imagine a demon being so eager to visit this treehouse. He says, it's like, I gotta calm down, man. 
Yeah, I'm too excited about this treehouse. It's pretty cool. Too pumped, man. This is fucking Way sweet. Way too pumped. Floor by floor, Popperley boys unlocked each door to each floor as they went up the tree. The greed barely hidden on Basil's face. When they arrived at the sixth floor, Popperley boys put on the act of his life. He feigned not being allowed to open the door to the seventh and final floor because of this wonderful and powerful secret that was hidden behind Basil. Basically, Basil is like, bitch, please. Okay. He became infuriated at the prospect of being denied entrance into this room. Do you know who I am? Asked Basil. I am Basil. All who know my name tremble before me, for I am death. Open that door now before I take the curdled remains of your soul and fling it into the void, denying you the slumber of the endless graveyard. Wow. Endless graveyard is a cool I really just wanted to read that entire cool quote, thing. but it's not bad. <laughs> so, popular boy, seeing that the culmination of his plan had finally come to fruition, unlocked and opened the door while feigning incredulity. Hmm. Basil raced through the doorway. His curiosity peaked and palpable. Before he could turn around, Popular Boys quickly slammed the door shut and locked it. He quickly ran down the stairs, locking each door behind him until he got to the ground floor. He then stepped outside, shut the door, and locked it. He then cut his hand open, said a prayer to Dambala, smeared his blood on the lock, and went home, followed by the angry shrieks of Basil that literally shook the ground he walked on. Wow. That's uh, that's intense. I mean, that's some supernatural shit right there. Yeah, it is. Let's do a blood-binding seal spell. Oh, yeah. Right there. Good luck, the demon. Yeah. Figure it out. You are stuck, and you're fucked. Yeah. For almost a decade after this, no humans died whatsoever. On the island of Trinidad, as Basil was locked away like a bird in his cage, he would shriek for days at a time. Yet no one paid him any mind. Now, soon a problem of sorts began to make itself noticeable. Since no one died, overpopulation of the island began to be a severe problem. In ten years? No one died. So much so that the nature of things began to go off balance. Uh Well, who likes balance? God. The Jedi? The Jedi, well... The Force. Or the Force, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So God sent a messenger of his to Trinidad. The good messenger then went to the village of Coal Mine and set up a rum shop at the junction. A rum shop? Soon after, Popular Boyce and all his friends decided they'd worked hard enough that day and deserved a drink. They went to the rum shop and began drinking. The the rum shop? Mm -hmm. Rum is spelled R-H-U-M here. It's a rum shop. Okay. Okay. So they began drinking. Have have you do. In less than an hour, the group of old friends became highly intoxicated, so they were not messing around with their rum. Popular boys soon took to bragging as being the man who tricked Basil into imprisonment, which earned him a round of cheers and drinks. Nice. I beat this fucking demon. Yay. Uh-huh. And then God's messenger is like, oh, looked at him sternly. And called him a liar, which angered Popular Boys. You, a mere human and a drunkard of a man, really thinks that you imprisoned Basil, the dealer of death? I don't believe it. I refuse to believe it. You are a liar and a bad one at that. Well, how do, how do you think Popular Boys um, reacted to the situation? Uh. I mean, he probably wasn't a big fan and was like, <laughs> fine. I can prove <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I can. If you don't believe me, then let me show you where I locked him away. Okay. And I like how our um, how cold breeze sums um, phrases, how Popular Boyce was talking. He says he slurred his words. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, the messenger then closed the shop, which again, that sucks. I'll amend, uh, what? It's like closing time. We're done. Yeah, we're all going to go check out the yeah. demon in the tree anyways. <laughs> well, the um, the owner was uh, the, the owner. He, that oh, was yeah. the messenger. Yep. Because he invented it. Yeah, so he's like, all right, so we're like, all going. All right, let's we're done now. Yeah, close up. Let's go. We're done. Bye. Mm-hmm. Peace out. The messenger then closed the shop again. And then uh, the men walked deep. Yeah. Oh, they all went together. Of course they did. Because right. that's what you do. As you do, you're right. Yeah. Let's go check out this fucking tree. 
Okay. With a drunken popular boys leading the way. After many hours in which Papa got lost twice, they finally found themselves outside the tree. He didn't sober up at all? None. The messenger looked... Papa Le Boys. All I see is a locked door that may have been carved into the tree. I see nothing else. I hear nothing else. Take me inside so that I may see him for myself. In his intoxicated state, Papa Le Boys saw nothing wrong with this and opened the door. He walked up the stairs, followed by the group of men and the good messenger, unlocking every door until they finally made it to the door to the seventh floor. Without breaking stride, Papa Le Boys unlocked the door and out came Basil his hands tightly gripping him by the neck. And he killed the man. Yeah, I mean, he's the he's dealer the, of death. He's the dealer of death. So he's, it's in he's his, done. It's in his job title. So Basil kills him and balance is restored. Now, because Basil resides in the silk cotton tree, he didn't, do you think because he's free, he left his castle? No, man. It's his castle he's now. way too pumped about that yeah, tree. Yeah, he liked it in the beginning. Yeah. Now he just has the keys. Mm-hmm. He can just escape. He lives there now. I would like to read you this passage from the same No Sleep um, post about Basil and his silk cotton tree. To this day, it flourishes all throughout the Caribbean. Again, this is the tree itself. As no hunter will take shelter underneath it and no ordinary carpenter or woodsmith would dare cut it at a twig from it as it is known as the central seat of evil and the dark parliament where all his acolytes and followers go to hold court and beg for his mercy he resides at the central seat of evil and the dark parliament the dark parliament i'm in love with the dark parliament you can just picture it in your head it paints this vivid oh, oh yeah so, again, he was a prisoner of the silk cotton tree for a time, but now Basil rules these woods. But, again, for a while, he was a prisoner. Mm-hmm. He couldn't go about his business. Right. He was trapped. How could he interact or do anything in the material world when he's imprisoned in a tree? Mm-hmm. He would need someone to enact his will, to do his bidding. Because he could yell beyond the tree. He could send his, you know, divine or hellish evil messages and intentions. Right. But he needed someone to enact his will when he was trapped, unable to traverse the normal realm. One night a woman, perhaps she was old, but perhaps not. But if she was old, the most crass villagers may have called her a hag. Regardless, this woman passed by the silk cotton tree while Basil was entombed. And he whispered to her, Hey, do you want to live forever and have immense power? Do you like magic? Thou wish to live deliciously? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm? Well, how do you think this woman responded? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And Basil was like, fantastic. Well, hell is my first, last, and middle name. So let's get this show on the road. You promise to do what I say? Your wish is my command, master. Sweet deal. All right. This is what you got to do. All right, I need you to make a special oil. But you can only make it at midnight in a cemetery using a recently deceased corpse. Uh, pretty standard as far as Just, yeah. oils go, I think. I would say, yeah, apart for the course. Yeah. Right, yeah. Now, the woman crafted the oil, so been there, done that, mm-hmm. and okay. carrying out Basil's instructions to the letter, the woman poured the oil on herself, and her skin fell off of her final form. Like it just sloughed off? Just like... And she was an entity made entirely of fire. Of of which no... That's a hot babe. Of which no structure was safe from her invasion. The Sokoyant was born. Hmm. 
Now, while flying about the Earth, again, let's just... Sokoyant. The Sokoyant. It's a being made completely of fire. She is a glowing ball of flame who enacts the will of Basil upon the Earth. Hmm. Yeah. That's a thing. And while flying about the Earth... So your skin's not gone. Okay. Like, it's still there. Weird. She can take it off and put it on. Which means she can interact amongst the mortals, and no one would know, correct. But while she's flying around doing crazy stuff, the Sokoyant places her or his, because the story is about a woman, the initial one, but, I mean, anybody could okay. be a Sokoyant, man or woman. So places her or his skin into a jar or mortar, it's a container, for safekeeping. Because unattached to her body, the skin is extremely vulnerable. And if it is damaged, the Sokoyant's very existence is at stake. Okay. At night, the Sokoyant seeks out unsuspecting humans and drains them of their blood. Now, this being of pure fire stalks sleeping humans and sucks their blood. A lot going on there. Doesn't it though? Yeah. But not for food. It doesn't sustain itself from the blood per se. It is a harvester of blood for its master, Basil, who imbues them with eternal life and grants them their supernatural powers. Okay. So it's basically like, you know. We we were want you know, when Basil wants to conduct business upon the mortal earth. His business is stealing human blood. So they give him the blood. And he's like, you can remain a fire being. Now, eventually, Basil would create an army of these things and would rule his domain again from the castle he made of his former prison. Atop the Dark Parliament. Dark Parliament. Now, because of this, Sokoyans don't usually kill their victims. Although they very much can. As you do. Mm-hmm. But they treat mortals like cattle, keeping them alive so they have a perpetual blood supply for their demonic lord. Now, the only evidence of a Sokoyan's feast are blue track marks on their prey's limbs where it had fed the night before. So you just wake up with a Oops, bunch so of... got like some veins popping or something? Yeah, you got got... Yeah. If the victim dies, the victim could become a Sokoyan themselves. Or actually die, leaving behind a new skin suit for the murderous Sokuyant. So they can blend in pretty much with... Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could have lots Maybe. of skin suits. Could have a whole closet. Just huh. hanging up or in jars. Who will I be today? I'm Steven. Now, there's a few different terms that can be used for the Sokuyant. The Lugaru is also a term used to describe a Sokuyant and is pronounced almost identical to the French term for well, a werewolf. It's very close. Sounds very similar. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, the Sokuyants can be called, you know, old hig or old hag, again, if it's an old, you know, just the same, like, witch type stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, while they don't have to be women, certain beliefs say that they can only be women because only a woman's breast could provide enough space to conceal... Isokuyan's wings. Oh, yeah? Wings of flame. Huh. Science. Sure. Okay. Yeah, science. Again, and then, like I said, there's lots of terms. So speaking of, another term for them is fire ass. Fire what? <laughs> fire ass. Yeah, okay. I know. Mm-hmm. There's a totally an R in there. Yep. Fire ass. Mm-hmm. Fire. Fire ass. Yeah. Because when you get down to it, well, Isokiant is a vampire of fire. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot going on there. That's a lot. There's a lot going on Mm -hmm. with this being. Now, again, because of its elemental state, I told you no crevasse or opening, no matter how small, was safe from the Lugaru's invasion because of they're just a ball of fire they can sneak into any sized crack in any home, anywhere. Just fit on in there. No one is safe. 
Now, because a Lugaru is a classification of Jumbi... All right, anyways, so let's accept, accept that you live in a universe on an Earth where the Sokuyan exists. On it. He may be coming. He or she may be coming for you. Okay. Would you like to know how to defend yourself? Yeah, that's probably pretty important. It's important Ish. information, right? Yeah. All right, well, because the Lugaru is a classification of Jumbi, many of the same tactics can be used against it to either kill it, trick it, or divert its attention. Buy yourself some time. Mm-hmm. Some defenses include if a pair of shoes is left outside the front door of a house, Jumbies, who have either no feet at all or backwards feet, will spend, again, because the Sokiyan, the fire ass, is a type of Jumbi, you know, class, you know, same entity. Not all Jumbies are Sokuyans. We'll spend the entire night trying and failing to put on the shoes rather than entering the house. Okay. Being a klutz. Jumbies are similarly distracted by a heap of sand or salt, and this is a big one with the Sokuyan, or rice outside a door, since their obsessive curiosity compels them to count every grain before the sun rises. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I may get to it. If not, I will address it. If I don't mention it, but moving along, likewise, a rope with many knots in it will keep a jumbie busy trying to undo them until sunrise. Again, a lot of emphasis on the sunrise. Uh, it's probably not what happens good, there? You know. No, they really don't. Upon coming home late at night, walking backwards may prevent a jumbie from following one inside. So if you're afraid, just walk backwards, walk backwards into your house. And that reminds you of like the, mm. the Boo mm-hmm. and Mara brothers. There you go. <laughs> I see you. And we'll get you. It is said that they hunt all kinds of humans. Oh, this is just a fun little tidbit. But may love the fresh blood of babies. Of course. It's just fun. It's a fun thing to just have a demonic being eat. Yeah, I mean, it's fresh, right? Again, that's probably what... It hasn't been soiled by uh, life. Right. It hasn't has hopes or dreams or... Yeah. Just just nice and... uh, Right off the vine. Right. Straight for Fresh. Basil. He's like, give me those babies. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, master. Takes to the silk cotton tree. But that's okay. If you're worried about your babies being attacked by a Lugaru or a Sokuyant, uh, to prevent this, babies are rubbed into crab oil, which smells extremely repulsive. So I guess you'll hate your child for a while, oh. but you will uh-huh. save it from the old Hig well. because it approaches and it's immediately thrown off course. Okay. I mean, it's better than... Uh Right, better than dying. Gotta do what you gotta do. Or feeding your baby to a soccer. One hundred percent. Now, if a jumbie chases a person, you should try and cross a river, maybe, since it's believed that jumbies, like their relatives in numerous cultures, cannot follow over water. Plus, specifically the uh, sokuyant, it's fire water. They'd probably fuck it up a little bit. Yeah. Splish splash. Whoa. Yeah. Pokemon logic. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, a Squirtle jumps out. Goodbye, Charmander. Put out your flan. Mm-hmm. Now, if the Lugaru yeah, was injured bad. well in her shape-shifted form, she will show her wound when it, she changes back to human form, thus revealing her true identity. That's traditional, like, shapeshifter stuff, if you're attacked or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, if yeah. you're able to uh, damage it as it's a fire being, however you do that, um, it'll, it'll uh, reflect that when it's a mortal person. Another way of exposing her is to find her skin. This is a good one. This will probably do the trick. And grind it up with pepper and salt. And then this brings us to the ultimate culmination, of course. She will not have her skin in the daytime when the sun rises. Because, of course, when it is exposed to the sun, it's done. It dies. She's done. Again. Yeah, game over. A vampire. Mm-hmm. Now... If you are able to, uh, so if you want to, do you want to gain powers? Yeah. Supernatural powers, maybe? Or just defenses against supernatural things? Mm -hmm. So if you're able to flip the script, and instead of a Sokuyan harvesting your blood, you find its skin and you harvest it, it is a very powerful resource for dark magic. Oh, yeah? What kind of dark magic? Oh, I, that's not for my eyes, I couldn't. I wasn't. I didn't get to be told that information. No. But I just. I couldn't find the specific powers. But let's just. Let's just see here. What do you. Th- what do you think? What do you think if you grind up this thing's skin into a powder? What powers would you like it to give you? 
But it's a realistic power, according to science, that grinding up this Sokuyan's flesh, what do you think it would give you? It's a fire being, uh, so whatever that means. Uh, resistance to fire, probably. It's it is invincible bet. to flame. Yeah, immune like to that. flames. Mm-hmm. Uh, you no longer crave hum- blood. Interesting. Like, I used to want something, but I no longer crave it. Does that it. mean you just become a vegan? I don't like, I don't want to eat meat or work. anything that was alive. I mean, I just covered myself in a powdered flesh of... <laughs> so it gets into your pores, and you're like, you know what? I've had enough of meat. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's how that would work. Yeah, man, I but want some lettuce. I, I think... Have a salad. Yeah. I think immortality is probably more accurate. I would say it's if probably I had to guess. Yeah. It's probably up there. Seems like a pretty common one. But there you have it. The Vampire of Fire of the Caribbean? Caribbean? Caribbean. Caribbean. The Sokuyant. And her dark tree-dwelling master, the demon lord Basil. Or Basil? Basil. Basil. How do you pronounce I mean, Basil. B-A-Z-I-L. He's coming for you. Basil. Yeah. Basil. Mm-hmm. I mean, a Sokuyant, it's really, like, imagine, like, a bunch of different kind of supernatural beings and throw mm-hmm. them into a blender and just create this creature of terrifying force and unnatural power. I didn't know this thing existed until a few weeks ago. I've never heard of it. Seems pretty cool. It's scary. It's pretty intense. Yeah, uh, I'm a little upset you didn't figure out what you do when you grind up its skin with salt and pepper. I mean, we could... I wonder if we just look up, like, what could we look up I'm to just find out? Google skin dark salt magic and pepper recipe from dark magic from Sokuyant skin and <laughs> uh, I got nothing skin of the Sokuyant is considered valuable and is used when practicing black magic true so how special it just yeah again it just they just say that it's important cuz i mean you've told me many things that, like human body parts Supposedly, but powers they give oh, yeah. you. There's a lot of power in them. Also, if you want to just, uh, if you click onto Google Images and just look at different Sokuyant pictures, like they're just pretty, just, just women of fire, being a fire. How do you spell it? It is spelled S O U C O U Y A N T. But yeah, not telling me any of the cool uh, cool powers you get from messing with your skin. Because hmm. you need salt and pepper. You know, immortality makes you probably live a little longer. It makes your skin nice. Yeah. Takes away the wrinkles, maybe. Sure, yeah, probably. I mean, you gotta look good. Probably. If you're immortal. Or use it in curses. It's bad stuff, so you probably, if you want to harm somebody... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't say it says darker black magic, so that ain't that ain't usually uh, looking to help people except yourself, maybe. It's not helpful. But the Caribbean vampire of flame, my God. Uh-huh. She's coming. Yeah, she's coming. Oh, she's coming. So when she's moving around at night, you like see flames like moving around. She's based like a will-o'-wisp. Okay. That's what I was picturing when I said a bunch of creatures blended together. It even throws that just like a glowing orb. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the drawings have fun and make her like this flame humanoid being, which I, I mean, she's a shapeshifter, so I mean, she could probably take the shape of that. What shape is she when she's in her skin? You know what I mean? Yeah. She could probably be a, a fleshless humanoid fire being. Mm-hmm. Or just a ball of flames. Right. I mean, at that point, who cares? You're incorporeal, basically. You're an elemental thing. Who cares what shape you contain? Right. You could probably become whatever sh- flaming shape you want. Yeah. Animal. Jump, maybe a cat, dog. A fire goat. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter, I guess. You can just fit in wherever, right? Right. And that seemed to be the main selling point, was because it was just fire. You, she couldn't funnel through whatever crack or crevice you needed to come get your blood. Uh-huh. It's impressive. It always says like, I don't know if that got picked up, but was that a Sokuyant? Oh, could have been. Oh, no. Thunder. Oh, no. 
cracks. And what was I going to say? It doesn't matter. I thought I was being attacked by a Sokoyan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like if they threw anything. And like evidence of being attacked by them isn't like you're not burnt. It's just like vein marks. So if we want to play realistic stuff, like why would someone just living about have messed up its varicose veins maybe? Is that what people might think attacked? I guess. Like what real life thing could they think was a Sokoyan attack or result of an attack? I don't know. Just blue limbs? I don't know. I don't know either. But she's coming. Yeah. Watch out for the Sokoyan. Yeah, watch out. She could come through that window right now. Any crack? Anything? Uh, I don't think so, yeah. but who knows? Doesn't matter. If it's tiny, she's still coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She sure can. Although, also, if it's like a window, I'm assuming she could just blow through it. She's a ball of flame. It's true. Or like burn somebody's house down. But then again, yep. you don't want to kill the people inside. You want to get their blood and take them to Basil, because he's your dude. Right. Yep. And that sounds like a typical like demon re- demon human relationship, right? Like that's pretty standard. Yeah, we just um, yeah using them as your tools and they harvest. Yeah, you know, basically, you know, cherish their master. Mm-hmm. He's like a lesser devil. Although I hope he doesn't hear me say that. It'd probably make him mad. Oh yeah, he's probably pissed. He's coming for you. Yeah, that's right, Basil. I'm on your team. Am I though? Hmm. Hmm, well, I don't know if I'm on your team. I mean, you said it. I don't. Just <laughs> Zach is not on his team. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is this is all you. You and Basil. But the Sokoyant. Vampire of Flame of the Caribbean. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. If um if you know a Sokoyant, email us at weirdandfreepodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. If you know what they do with the salt and pepper skin blend, you should let us know. Yeah, let's get real intense. What can you do with their salt and peppered skin? Yeah, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Um, Hit us up on all the social medias, the patreon.com slash we're in feared. We can listen to Behind the Veil, Um, the podcast that continues when this podcast goes off the air. Mm -hmm. Want some more content? And then Instagram, we're all over the place. And support us any way you can. We appreciate every bit of it. And... You know what to do. Yeah. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.